What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of the Longa Life Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Longa, and on this episode, we have my friend and soul brother, Kyle Boyd. Let me tell you, Kyle is a spiritual gangster. This dude is awesome, and he really dives deep in this episode, talking about things like addiction, hard coherence, the hormones of fear and stress, and how they affect the body. Uh, So much more, honestly, I could go on forever, but that's what the podcast is for. (laughs) So, thank you all so much for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to this, because this is something that I'm really passionate about, and I'm excited. And if you're here, then I'm part of this community, and I'm stoked. So thank you. So without further ado from me, here is my homie and my brother, Kyle Boyd. So... Let's, uh, I want to get right into it. Like, why don't you explain a little bit who you are, um, why you, just who you are, man. Introduce yourself. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I, um, I'm just the dude who, uh, you know, is happy in his life. You know, I've come a long way. I feel like uh, it's crazy, but I've lived, like, many different lives. You know, if you talked to me a year ago, completely different person than I am today. If you talked to me 10 years ago, I was a way different dude than I am today. And I'm hoping that if you talk to me in a year from now, I'll be a completely different dude, man. I just, uh, like my, the name of my game is just trying to like better myself and improve. Um, and, and that's kind of me in a nutshell, man. I just, uh, I try to surround myself with incredible people. I'm blessed. I'm living a good life. I try to practice elevated emotions and that's kind of, you know, it's way deeper, but at the same time, that's kind of all of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel you. I, I totally feel you. And it's like, I love your growth mindset that you're hoping in a year that you are a different person because sometimes people don't hope for that stuff, dude. You know what I mean? Like, it, how do you hope for to be a better person if things are going rough? So like you said, it, it, years back, it wasn't, you were a different person. Uh, maybe you could explain like, uh, you know, a little bit about like your childhood and like your upbringing and, and what made you become the man that you became. And then maybe some things that facilitated some change Mm, in your life. mm. Yeah, man, that's a great question. And, um, you know, when I was young, I went to, uh, I went to private school and, um, you know, everyone said, this is the way we think. This is the way we do things. This is our God, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my family moved to, to public school. Like we switched towns and I went to public school where people told me completely different things, man. Like God's not real. You're, you're like believing in the Easter Bunny. This is what kids were telling me. So I went from like having this friend base that was rooted in a specific faith mm-hmm. to a different friend base that was making fun of me for that faith. And um dude, I'm like 10 years old. Like what is going on in my life? What's real? You know? And, uh, I didn't know it at the time, man, but I started thinking very fearful thoughts, you know, like I didn't know what was real. So I was thinking fearful thoughts. I was releasing the chemical of fear into my body. And I talk about this at our meetings because it's Mm -hmm. important. And because I was releasing the chemical of fear into my body, I was feeling fearful, right? And because I was feeling fearful, I was thinking more fearful thoughts, which caused me to release more of the chemical of fear into my body, Mm. think more fearful thoughts, release more of the chemical of fear into my body. 
And I got addicted to fear, man, at the age of 10. And then, like, when you're addicted to fear, what do you try to do? You try to control the shit out of everyone in your life. Mm. So now I'm controlling everybody because I don't want people to mess with the things I'm fearful of. So I'm trying to stay in my box, control everyone. And then when things aren't going how I want them to, according to my control laws, I get angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then because I'm getting angry, dude, um, and I'm living fearfully and controllingly and angrily, hmm. I'm not living my best self. And then I'm depressed and then I'm anxious and then I'm, you know, all these different other emotions. So I'm getting addicted to all these lower emotions, man. Mm-hmm. And, um, and by the time I'm like 16, I'm fearful of everything. I'm fearful of God, fearful of men, fearful of women, fearful of failure, fearful of rejection, fearful mm. of criticism, fearful can, of, you know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah. Uh, can I ask you something? Did, did you, did you know that you were afraid at 16? Like, did you, uh, like, did, did you know that it was fear at 16 that, that from these know, things? Well, I, I know that when I was like five, Right. I, or maybe even younger than that. I was free, man. Like I, I had a gift of just like being this natural creative spirit. Like we all have when we're children. I see my son running and I'm like, that was me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I got older and I did know, I did know it was fear, but the thing is, I thought that was normal. I thought that's how, how everybody lived. You know what I mean? And I just, I didn't, I didn't know enough to know that I was supposed to be living a different way because really I was addicted to living by the hormones of stress, you could say. And uh, it was my only normal. So I really hadn't experienced anything different, you know? Mm, mm. Uh, um, so then uh, what happened to me was I was 16, you know, fast forward a little bit. And um, my buddy asked me to pick up alcohol. <laughs> Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, so I drink alcohol, Mm -hmm. right? And in the moment I drink alcohol, I numb all that feeling that I was feeling, all that like emotional um, heaviness. Mm. And I loved it, right? And uh, I felt like I was returning to like that child who was three or five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted more of that. And uh the thing, the thing that's different about me, man, and, like, so when I was growing up as a kid, I thought, like, an alcoholic was some bum living under a bridge, you know? That was just my, like, screwed-up perception. But from my journey, I've realized that an alcoholic is somebody who actually has an allergic reaction to alcohol. So for me, when I picked up that day when I was 16, mm. I had an allergic reaction that triggered a mental obsession where I got a craving that no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't satisfy it. So basically, if you want to think about it like this, like say my boy and I, um, you know, we started drinking at the same time. Mm -hmm. By the time, like, so we start same time, he's on his second sip, I'm on my sixth beer. You know what I mean? And then so I'm I'm cycling through friends, Mm -hmm. and um, because no one wants to hang out with somebody like that, Mm. I'm going to parties, everybody's pre-gaming, and I'm passed out in the bushes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know that I have a phenomenon of craving. Yeah. So I, I just want to be normal, man. I'm just trying my hardest to be normal, and it's like, 
the most horrible thing because I don't get why I am the way I am. So I'm doing all these crazy things, man. I'm isolating. I'm taking flights to Hawaii to live there just to try to be normal, man, you know? Wow. Now, when you went to Hawaii, was there – was was did that seem like a place that maybe made it worse, something that made that whole attachment to the alcohol worse, or did it make it better when you left for Hawaii? Well, so what actually happened, man, was when I was still here, mm. um, everyone in my life was like on to me. You know, I was getting in trouble. I was, I was, I was like literally, you know, jails, things like this. Like, wow. Yeah. And, 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 and literally it was only because I, I wasn't a bad person, man. Mm, I just yeah. had this phenomenon, you know? So like my yeah, parents yeah. are like, dude, you got a problem. I'm like, yo, you got a problem. Like literally thinking they have a problem and they're literally thinking I'm having a problem. So I'm like, all right, my friends are like, dude, you got a problem. I'm like, dude, you say that again. I'm going to beat your ass. And I did. And I would. And really? I, but, uh, so, so I wow. went to Hawaii, man. And Hawaii, like your question is, was that better for me? It was cool because no one in my life was there to literally judge me. But I, I had to fly around the whole world to like literally use the way I wanted to use without anyone knowing I was doing it. But like within a week being there, man, I woke up, I woke up, um, pretty much blackout and I had to get hospitalized because of sun poisoning. And I blamed it on Hawaii being too close to the equator. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, God. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. just that phenomenon of craving. So I'm, I'm drinking and whenever I'm picking up, I'm not stopping. So like, I would like to say it was it was awesome because it's it's definitely the coolest place in the world, man. But you could have put me on the moon. You could have put me on the moon, and if they had alcohol there, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't man. have mattered, right? Because I'm I'm drinking till I satisfy that craving, and I never can. So I'm pretty mm. much blacking out, waking up blacking out, and then I'm finding substances that allow me to use even more. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And yep. then I'm using substances that allow me to numb my hangover. And then it's around the clock pretty much uh, just like popping this, popping that, popping this, popping that. And, uh, you know, so in Hawaii, man, I, I do want to touch on this because I did have a spiritual awakening. Um, I got into some things out there and I met this guy named Vene who mm. was he's pretty much like a spiritual guru of Hawaii. OK. And and uh it's really where I started getting deep into environmental science, science, like even though I was struggling, even though I was battling, like I knew in my heart that what this guy was teaching me was the truth. And, uh, was so that like, like the here, little boy in you, that was that little yeah, boy. Yeah. 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 So over here, man, like I was an environmental scientist already. Like I was already studying that in school, mm -hmm. but it was different in Hawaii, man. Like these dudes aren't environmental scientists. They're environmental beings. They wake up, they worship the sun. They, they pretty much uh, worship the water. They work together in harmony and community. And uh, what these guys were doing, man, was like, it was so beautiful. And I yeah. knew in my heart that that's who I wanted to be, but I couldn't put down the alcohol or drugs, man. So like this guy, you know, he's teaching me these Hawaiian chants and I'm, I'm like, kind of having the time of my life but i'm also like blackout while he's doing it you know yeah like you're half in and <laughs> half out right like i know what's happening to me is being planted into my subconscious mind and who i want to become but mm -hmm. i just was so far from actually being able to experience that on a deep level at that time mm -hmm. um 
you know almost like uh, your your ego had like your ego had full it was in the driver's seat it had put you to sleep in the back seat and was like dude i'm gonna cruise yeah but but you were kind of like waking up in the back seat every now and again being like where are we going man i kind of want to get back on track here and then eventually you wake back up to it i'm sure because the kid i know now dude i know now (laughs) is not that dude at all so well, dude, so, so when you're living by the hormones of stress, right, like uh, fear, for example, that shit was given to us, man, so we could survive in the wilderness, man. So, like, when we are living by the hormones of stress, our brain is in a different brain function where we're really focused on our external environment and we're doing whatever we can to survive. You know what I mean? So, basically... Mm. Um, I was living as if like a, a lion were chasing me all the time. Cause that's really why we have the fear response. Right. right, so, right. It's, so, so it's like for me to really be sitting there in Hawaii having fun, like I can't be doing that because my body is actually like trying to survive Bro, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's in constant fight or flight, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and this dude's over there saying a cool mau mau. And I'm sitting there like running from lions in my head. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And like, I think like, like I want to, I want to like unpack that for people because I think that that's really prominent. Like what you say, when you're saying that, I think what you're trying to say is, is that you had, he, he had the ability to say that out loud and inside mm. your head, there was like, dude, I'm not going to yell like that right now. This I'm not going to yell like that, dude. That's like an idiot. So it's not really the lions, but the lions are the opinions of the people, I think, that yeah. around our lives. And I think yeah. you saying that's really, I think that will help people understand that your fear is a, a, a response that's in there as mm. an, a, almost as an ancestral thing. Like that is part of our genetic makeup to keep us alive. But our, our, as lo- although our consciousness has evolved, <laughs> The mechanisms, the fundamentals, and the chemicals in the way that our brain works haven't really like figured out yet that yo, dude, these people aren't lions and they have no teeth and they can't consume you for yeah. real. Like, there, it's only a, it's only an ego death, not like a soul death. That yeah, happens. man. Mm. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm glad you elaborated on that because it's spot on. Like, I wasn't actually being chased by lions, man. Like, my fears were fear of other people's opinions or. Mm whatever all those fears i named before fair men fair woman but my body is responding as if i'm being chased by a lion whenever yeah. i'm thinking about all those fears totally so it's like i'm i'm literally just fearful about whatever what somebody else in the room is thinking about me like you said if i yell a cool mau mau out loud what is everyone going to think about me when i'm thinking those fears my body is responding as if i'm being chased by a lion yeah re- <laughs> hearts racing palms are sweaty contract yeah your breath all day flows. long yeah you you start breathing to the top half of your chest instead of the lower your part of your lungs like i think for me like that stuff is so huge that you recognize that type of stuff because i think so many people experience this i mean i think everybody does it's a you know i mean how many people do you know that have the fear of speaking in public and the, mm. the fear of you know walking into a classroom unprepared or or yeah or, or work or a meeting or anything like that and uh you know to be able to understand that it is just a chemical response and that's it. Dude, that, uh, I actually, <laughs> dude, it's cool to know too. I've actually heard that the, that in the brain, the chemical response of anxiety is actually the almost exact same thing as excitement. 
but mm. it's, it's the frame in which that you've placed whatever that moment is in, in what creates the actual what how you frame it so to speak mm. so mm. A, a perfect example is is this meeting this this yeah. exact, this exact meeting this is my first podcast so you know, there is nerves attached to this. I was scared. My heart was mm. racing. And right before my fiance left, she said, you're just excited. <laughs> it's true. And yeah. it like completely flipped it. And I was like, you know what? You're right. This is the same thing. It's exciting. And I just have to change the frame. I have to like move. That's like that little click thing that you have when you're a yeah. kid. Click the frame over, you know? Dude, and you know what? I think that's such an important thing, man, is uh, it's a practice. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you have to be willing to step into it, you know? Mm. And, and it's uncomfortable, man. One of the biggest things that I ever did in my recovery was I was getting clean and so I, I worked for like the government, man. And I had, um, I had a few months clean, right? And uh, I had to go give a presentation at work clean. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like mm -hmm. off of anything. I won't go into like what I was using before while, while on the job, but I, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And dude, I was so nervous that I blacked out. And, mm. and uh, like I have to give a presentation in front of like the the board of selectmen and i get up Damn. there dude oh my god and, and i just froze i blacked out right mm -hmm. and um the next day the town administrator is like dude what what happened to you and i'm like man it's fear like fear overtook me but dude i didn't give up like i learned from it and i mm -hmm. got to the root of that fear and i spent a year or two years or maybe even three years literally diving in and looking at each of my fears and realizing like where is that coming from oh yeah that second grade teacher that made fun of my cursive writing, you know, in front of the classroom and like made me feel this response. Like she doesn't have any power over me anymore. No, I'm going to get, I'm going to get up there and mm. I'm going to flip this man and I'm going to keep doing it. And dude, it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. And AA dude, it gives you that experience to get in. You almost have to speak and you get up there mm. and like, it's tough at the first few times, man. And then like now it's like, dude, it's no thing. Yeah, you know? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Totally. And it's funny. You, um, you talked about your second grade teacher, man. And that like rang a bell for me because you talked about something that is maybe if you said it to somebody else, it may be such a minute thing to them. You know what I mean? Like it might not be such a big moment, but for you, that, that, that was a, that solidified something in your brain that mm. you never, that you, that you didn't forget. And that, you began to start changing the way you behaved in your mm. life based upon that moment. For yeah, me, so I, I, so yeah, huge. I, I, thought, I thought the fearful thought that released the chemical of fear into my body, which caused me to think more fearful thoughts and release more of the chemical of fear mm. into my body. And the more powerful the emotional response is, because this lady embarrassed me in front of the class, that, that emotional charge is directly tied to how proportionate that is stored in our memory bank. Mm. Especially so, as a child too. Because it was so significant, that was taking up my memory, which means mm. I was thinking more fearful thoughts, releasing more of the chemical of fear. Mm. Next thing you know, dude, I'm walking around a fear junkie and I didn't even know it. So I'm giving presentations the rest of my life junkie. fearful, but who knows that it's Mrs. Whatever her name in second grade. Mm. And, uh, but I had to dive in, man, to figure that out. Now, by dive in, I want I want you to tell people what you mean by dive in because I think 
it's so powerful, man. What what you do and the meditation that you guide us through uh, is yeah. so powerful. So how how is it that you began to peel back the layers in your life to see what it was that was causing some of these subconscious behaviors? Man, dude, that's a lo- there's many like layers to this, so I'll try to just touch on a few of them, but Okay. Um, one of the things that was like most powerful to me is um, in AA, they say that selfishness, self-centered behavior is the root of our disease. And above all else, we must be rid ourselves of this selfishness. So for me, it was like, damn, like I am so caught up in myself. I am just focused on me and how everything's affecting me. And what I have to do to, to get out of myself is start, is start like literally uh, tapping into something outside of myself. So like the, the start of this journey for me was getting in touch with a higher power. And, uh, and like I had a resentment against religion, man, because if you remember, like I went to private school and then I went to public school where everyone was making fun of me about that private school. So I literally hated God, man. I thought there was this thing looking up and down at me, like going to kill me because I was acting the way I was acting, right? Um, but the beautiful thing about the program, man, and and how it was presented to me was, uh, get in touch with a power greater than yourself. And, and so like in AA, you have a sponsor who helps you with the work. And he basically said, write down anything you believe to be power is greater than yourself. And that's going to be your higher power. And so, um, I wrote down a list, man, the sun, the moon, the stars, the universe, birds you know um all these things man rivers all what these made things you, that I, can i ask you a quick question yeah that's that's not that's not i wouldn't say i don't want to say the use the word normal but not everybody would think those types of things the moon i like how you thought that those specific things were higher powers in you what is it that makes you think i don't mean to sidetrack you but i think that's really important what would have made you sidetrack what what what, i mean what makes you think that those are so important what is it about those that are so i mean like just that energy um it comes from a different place i've always found grace in it Mm. and uh you know like the sun man like it just shines on the whole world and gives it life you know what i mean and and like Mm. these things Mm. are just that that magnitude is almost in my mind undeniably bigger than my own finite power. I oh, we got a we got a hawk just coming to um get out. Yeah, he's, dude, and you're the hawk. I'm the <laughs> hawk, bro. Oh man, that's a whole other story, by the way, folks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we have a men's yeah. meditation oh, group. And we got to. Uh, if you flying. can get it, if you can he's get flying. it, yeah, uh, he he'll come back, man. He, oh my goodness, that's dude, un- he's too. He's swooping over us right now. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the higher power. You know what I mean? That's it. So like, uh, so I tapped into like, it was basically, that's what I love about it, man. So if anyone's Uh. listening, it's like, I, I was in these fears in, (laughs) oh my God, dude. Hold on. We are being surrounded by nature, brother. That is a snake. (laughs) Get out of town, man. Look at this. Can you see? see him? Yes. Oh, I got him. I can see him clear as day. <laughs> wow, man. This is epic. Dude, we're, yeah, yeah. we're far away from one another, too. I mean, you're, you're, you're all the way in, uh, in um, what, uh, what town are you in again? 
I'm know? in Weymouth there. I'm in Weymouth, so I mean, we're, we're a good half hour away from one another, and the energy is that palpable right now. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so basically, uh, you tap into this power, man. And, and that's what I loved about AA is, like, you come up with your own power, right? Mm. And then you turn your will over to that thing, man. So we, we have this prayer we do in AA, man. It's called the third step prayer. Okay. God, I offer myself to you to build with me and do with me as you will. Relieve me of thy bondage of self that I better do your will. Take away my difficulties. Um, so, so basically what you're doing in this prayer, man, is you're, you're, you're basically asking um, the higher power to just basically remove any blockages, mm. you know, mm. so, so that you can uh, better do that higher power's will. I feel and, you. <laughs> so we, we say this prayer and, um, and so I started saying this prayer, man. The next thing you know, I'm like more in touch with everything around me. Like I remember going for a run for the first time, man, after saying this prayer. And I literally was looking up at the moon and I just started crying. Wow. And, um, and so that's like the first step, you know, mm. for me to then be ready to take the dive in. inward. I needed a little extra strength. Mm. I needed something to give me a little bit of power. Okay. And um, I found that in like the spirit of the universe, man. And mm. what's cool is nobody in the world told me what that power had to be. I got to define it. And mm. if you're sitting at home, wherever you are, make up your own and mm. come up with your own prayer. You know what I mean? Your will, not mine. Boom. Simple. You know what I mean? Mm. And so, yeah. uh, so profound. Thy will be done. And, and so I started, um, I started doing that. And then we do this thing in AA where we, um, where we look at all those emotions. Mm. So all, dude, my favorite analogy is the Hawaiian bowl. Like, I think you've heard me say about it, but basically yeah. like we're all born with this bowl that shines infinitely bright. Mm -hmm. And um, as we go through life, whenever we resent somebody or we fear something, a stone goes in our bowl. Mm. And we have the power at any moment to turn that bowl over. We just have to know how. And uh, like in AA, like that's what they taught me how. It's God's, God's strength. And then looking at each stone individually. Mm. Going and being like, why is this damn stone in my bowl anyway? <laughs> Where did it come and from? So, dude, we, we, I spent three years looking at every single stone in my bowl. Mm. And uh, so like. This so takes courage. It takes courage. It starts out, dude, you look, at your, you look at your resentments. And you look at every single one of your resentments that you've had in your life, and you say, where was I selfish? Where was I self-seeking? Where was I dishonest? And where was I fearful? And um, you realize that underneath every single resentment that you have is a fear. Mm. it's incredible mm. and so like what you do through this process and they literally say this word for word is you master your resentments so if you ever are angry and you know this process i mean i don't know that like dude if you got resentments you can do this right now mm. where was i selfish where was i self-seeking where was i dishonest where was i fearful so you go and you're going throughout life and all of a sudden you get mad at your girlfriend turn it around Ask yourself, where was I selfish? Oh, yeah. Where was I self-seeking? Oh, yeah. Where was I dishonest? Where was I fearful? And then you realize there's a fear underneath each one. And mm. because of that, you can let it go. It's like, mm. oh, I was just fearful, man. Mm. And then what we do 
is we look at every single one of our fears. And so we look at a hundred different forms of fears and we, we write out when did we first remember that fear in our life, how it played out ever since. And so in a, you master your resentments, but you outgrow your fears mm-hmm. just by simply looking at them and understanding where they came from and then giving them over to God. And then we look at our sex conduct um, because that's definitely a big, a big thing for alcoholics and addicts, man, but even anybody. And, and you look at like all, right, mm. all, all your sex relations throughout your whole life. Where was I selfish? Where was I self-seeking? Where was I unjustifiably arousing jealousy, bitterness, suspicion? Mm. Um, you know, and you ask yourself all these deep-rooted questions. And, and uh, you just realize, man, like when we're selfish, um, dude, we're not the director. You know what I mean? And when we try to be the director, we're going against the current. So you just realize, man, give it back to this power that you've tapped into Mm. and um, clear your stones out of your bowl. Mm. And that's a constant, man. You know what I mean? So I did that. I looked at that. I gave them over to God. We do a ceremony, man, where we say all that stuff to our sponsor. And then we turn it over to our higher power. And then we go make amends. Mm. So then for all the people that we've hurt, all, all those things, man, we go and we apologize sincerely. Mm. And we, we don't ask for them to forgive. It's just simply us cleaning our side of the street. And then we help somebody else through, man. So like selfishness is the, I know this is so power, so like heavily loaded, but. No, it's good though. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Any, anyone listening now has like kind of a full understanding of the process of AA and NA. They're a little different, but the steps are the same. Um, so because the root of the disease is selfishness, self-seeking behavior the most important thing we can do to stay clean is take somebody else through Mm. so so 11 step is prayer and meditation 12 step is carry the message to a newcomer and uh that's like the most important thing i do in my life man i do a lot of like fun awesome things but the most important thing to me is me taking the next guy through and Mm. that's going to keep me clean that's going to keep me happy and i'm taking dudes through right now man and they're they're crushing it dude they're they're going in and they're currently all taking the stones out of that bowl it's beautiful dude it's absolutely beautiful now uh for a dude i commend you first off because everything that you had to do in that from doing my own deep work it's extremely difficult to face some of your uh past demons and some of the things that you might have done in your past and being able to realize that that's not the person that you are now and allowing yourself to forgive yourself to move forward. So I give you an immense amount of props for taking that, that leap. Another thing I want to ask you about is cause we do, uh, the heart coherence meditation, uh, at, at every, every meeting. And, uh, I know you're involved in the heart math Institute. How did that come about and mm. what does that mean for you? And, uh, you know, uh, explain that a little bit. Yeah. So, um, oh, that's such an incredible question, man, that I've never really looked at in depth, but, um, I think it started out, you know, uh, basically, um, I was just trying to better myself, man. You know, like I had like a year sober and I'm going through the steps 
And dude, I just got in touch with a higher power at this point. I'm, I'm that kid who's running, looking at the moon, you know, and I'm open to anything. And, um, because I'm open to anything, I'm reading these books, like the power of now. Mm, and, um, great book. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Great that book. one, that one was the first book that really changed my life. But, uh, mm, mm-hmm. anyway, because, because I'm reading the books and I'm at the meetings talking about that guy, totally, man, my boy, Mikey, Mikey, uh, Mikey B, he says, you got to meet my friend, Kristen. And I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, whatever. So um, I didn't really know what I was in for, man. But I go over to, uh, I, I, dude, I'm open to anything at this point. I'm a single dude. I'm like, I'm riding the wave wherever it takes me. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So I go to Kristen's house and um, we start getting into this deep conversation. Man. Mm-hmm. Actually, we, we sent up a meditation that day to try really? to manif- manifest a place for a tribe <laughs> to be able to, <laughs> no to, ba- to basically be able to come together and do everything that the quantum transcendence meeting is doing. We sent it up that day. But anyway, um, wow. She's doing these crystal balls in the yard, man. <laughs> and uh, I'm bawling my eyes out, dude. Like I'm having an experience like I've never had before in my life. And wow. um, I just felt like, bliss for the first time man i felt a release and so we're we're like closing up and i think she had said like hey i'm gonna read this book called becoming supernatural by joe Dispenza. if you want to read it with me and i said boom i'm in so i read this book by joe Dispenza, man (laughs) and uh and dude he's the one that taught me about the think feel loop of the fears man you know and um one of the things that he talked about was how, and this blew my damn mind. And I tell this to people, man, and it doesn't really blow that mind like it blows my mind. But he said that each emotional response that happens in your body vibrates at a different frequency. Mm. So the, when you're living in survival, when you're living in anger, fear, resentment, that is vibrating at a Mm. lower frequency and so energy we have seven chakras and energy is supposed to move freely throughout our system Mm. but when things are vibrating when your emotions when your energy is vibrating at a very low frequency Mm. it's more mass like and less energy like and it gets stuck Mm, it's heavy and I was like, what the so he 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 starts saying that when you're vibrating at a higher frequency, you're basically healthier. Mm. All these incredibly positive things happen in your body. Mm. And he said that the key to manifestation is a clear intention plus an elevated emotion. So if you can elevate your emotions, get a clear intention, Mm. you can have the world in the palm of your hands. And I was like, dude, so I read this book once and I was like, bro, like, <laughs> like, like, did I just enter Hogwarts? You know what I mean? And uh, so I immediately read it again. Yeah. And then I read it again. And like, mm. dude, as I was reading it the second time, man, he was, there's this chapter called the heart intelligence. Mm-hmm. And basically what they say in the heart intelligence, man, is like the heart is the portal to access elevated emotions. Mm. So <laughs> like our heart man is here. Um, well, it's constantly our, vibrating, right? 
it's it's here before our brain, man. Mm. And they so there was this one study, dude, that that was really cool. It was basically like if you take ten people's brain cells and put them in a petri dish, mm-hmm. within a week they'll kill each other. All those brain cells will attack each other. But if you put people's they they actually did this. If you take no people's way. Hearts, if you take people's heart cells yeah. and put them in a petri dish, they beat in harmony for 20, 30 years until you, until you run out of the solution to keep them beat. They'll beat forever. Get and, uh, out of town, dude. So, so, oh my God. So dude, and then they're saying this study, man, right? So dude, there was this one that blew my mind where um, they had these, they had this computer screen, right? And they had these people who were doing heart coherence meditations hooked up to these computer screens. And basically, so on the computer screen, they were going to put a picture of something that either, either elicited a positive or a negative emotion. Mm-hmm. These people's bodies were responding as if when they were doing a heart coherence meditation. I know mm-hmm. this is tough to kind of follow, but these people's bodies were responding either positively or negatively depending on what was going to pop up on the computer screen before it even popped up. So it's predicting it almost. Every single time. The people Whoa. who did the heart coherence meditations. Whoa. So what they were realizing is our intuition comes from our heart, not our brain. No and there's way. 80% of the connection between our heart and our brain is a, upward. It goes from our heart to our brain. Mm. So anyway, they basically say if you breathe through your heart rhythmically, five seconds in five seconds out through your heart and then you think about an elevated emotion your body goes into this state called coherence Mm. where you're basically performing optimally all the systems in your body begin to harmonize Mm. and so i'm doing these meditations man right because at, at first these were just words and I'm doing these meditations and then I'm feeling them. And now they're no longer words. Like now I'm feeling magic. Mm. And I say, I say this to my boy. Uh, I said it to my boy Danny last night because he was like, dude, I did that Joe meditation for the first time and my life changed. And there's this quote, my favorite artist, Trevi says, he says, a moment with the beloved and a river changes course, right? So like the second I felt that heart coherence meditation, my life changed forever. I wow. knew that w- I knew that whatever was happening in my body was different than anything I've ever experienced. Mm. And I knew that that practice of elevating my emotions was going to be the single most important thing in my life from that point forward, bar none. Because mm. now, instead of thinking a fearful thought, releasing a fearful emotion, I'm thinking a grateful thought. I'm releasing mm. the emotion of gratitude, which right. has caused me to think more grateful thoughts, release more of the chemical of gratitude in my body. And, um, <laughs> dude, next thing you know, I'm living a whole different life. Mm. And that's why people who see me say, dude, you're a whole different person than you were a year ago. And it's because I've tapped into a whole nother. I've now realized that wholeness vibrates at a higher frequency than gratitude. Yeah. So if I can practice wholeness for a whole year, I'm going to be a different person than the dude who practices gratitude. Wow, man. That just, that, you way you just explained that's epic. Because if you think about that in, let's say, like a skyscraper, and 
you're on one level of the skyscraper and your next level of the skyscraper is your elevated emotions where things get better, but you're working down on this lower set of emotions on the next, on the bottom level. You can email the guy upstairs. You can talk to <laughs> yeah. him on the phone yeah, 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 yeah. and you kind of have this communication, but until you walk upstairs and start playing in the same arena as that guy that's on the elevated emotions, you really don't get that feeling. So it's just awesome for, for me to see how you correlated the fact that when you were stuck in a loop of Ooh. negative feelings and the negative mm. emotions, that it was, it's like when anybody asks you, you on the train or you off the train? Because it mm. is like a moving train. And, mm. and it's like you have to have the courage to jump on it or off mm. it because it doesn't yeah. stop. It's not going to stop moving. It's not going to slow down. You have, to, you have to be able to have the courage to do to take the move. And once you're on it, once you're on that next train, it's like you're in it. Whether you like it or not, you're in it. So it's just cool for me to see that you had the courage and it's almost, it's, it's, I'd love to know what it took for you, what inside you made you have that kind of courage. Cause I know it's not easy to push through some of these things and to jump on that moving train of higher emotions. What, what gives you this kind of courage? What is it? pushes yeah. you kind of courage yeah yeah man dude and and it's really not me and and that's uh that's like the crazy thing and and that's why i'm so blessed that i i do come from addiction and that i am like a somebody in recovery because without all those things man would i have gotten the power and that power does not come from me that power comes from something greater than myself you know what i mean so like that's mm. where it all begins man and that you know, that is the most important thing where it's like, you know, when I start my day down on my knees saying the third step prayer, like I'm basically mm. asking for the day not to be the one running the show. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and, and asking for strength to basically do anything in my power to, to continuously tap into that greater power. Like that's, that's all I want to do. That's like mm. my goal in life is to just be better at letting go of my lower will. And it's not even like a lower will. It's just like that, that egoic self and it's not right or wrong, but like my goal is to just be in source more than self, you know? Mm. Oh, and I like uh, that. When, when I do that, dude, it just flows and it's easy. It's like, all right, this person just said, Hey, here's a book. It's incredible. Read it. And I'll read it because it's divine guidance, man. And that's kind of how I live my life. If more than one person recommends a book, I read it. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like mm. I'm, I just flow. <laughs> I feel you. you know on I mean? that. You yeah. Know? And I, and I can attest to that from knowing you now, you are definitely, you grab the wave, you ride it and you take it for what it is. And I, and I, I personally am gaining tremendous amount of value of that being a friend of yours and a brother of yours. And it's uh, incredibly inspiring to watch too. It's somebody who can take the wave and take it for what it is and not judge the wave and just ride it. and then. And then after look back and be like, wow, this is what I got out of that wave instead of that wave wasn't what I wanted or I just love that about you, man. So that's yeah, super man. Cool. And, uh, you know, like I, I can't even say enough, like, you know, how grateful I am to have you in my life, man. And, and, um, I kind of had to do my own thing for a while. Um, where like, it's not that like, dude, everyone in my life, um, 
they're just where they're at, you know? And, mm-hmm. and like the journey that I went down was kind of just my own one. And like, I was going down it with Kristen and, and, you know, there was a couple other people, but it wasn't like, like the people that I was used to like rolling with were going down this path. No, so I, I totally think, understand what you mean. <laughs> so dude, it's like, you know, my friend, <laughs> my, my, my favorite musician, Tr- Trevor and Nako, they're just like, uh, you know, now I sit patient as I wait on the tribe, you know, and, and, um, and that's kind of what I had to do, man. And it's just like, now they're showing up. And so yes. like, now that like, dude, we have this men's collective going on where it's like you and all my friends are like elevating dude. And, and everybody's getting there, dude. It's just like, it is. it's, it's, it's better to live this way. Mm. It's more fun. The Why rising tide, want, man. The rising tide. Why would is you want to live in a lower emotion? It is. It is healthier to be here. So as we're doing this and as we're holding the space, more people are coming along, man. And and dude, like, we now can have the best times of our lives. Like, we can mm. have powwows. We yeah. can come sit around this vernal pool and meditate and watch hawks and snakes come chill with us. Yeah. And uh, that's what happens, man. When you just raise up, it's it's like all possible, man. And because and dude, like. Because the fear, because and I, and I and I, I mean to cut you off, but when you say no, that, no, no, because because what gets me so fired up about that is because when you're saying that, yes, we can sit around this vernal pool and we can meditate with these snakes and these hawks. The old, the lower vibration is still running from the tiger at that point. They're like, dude, I ain't gonna sit around no lake and meditate. <laughs> and then the higher vibration is like, yeah, why wouldn't I do that, man? Like, why wouldn't I do that? And I love the juxtaposition between those two because i can remember a time when i lived in fear and i and i had that same feeling of being worried about doing something like that and the judgment that i might feel whereas now my my vibration has been elevated to a place where it makes so much sense to me to sit around that vernal pool and absorb the energy of the changing seasons and the animals and all the stuff that we're built from it just it shows me that these practices have such a way of reconnecting you with your heart, opening up your heart, allowing you to stay on that level, and then maybe even get to another level. Um, just well, think about yeah, dude, and think about this, right? Like, so wholeness mm. is the highest vibrating frequency. So when we are sitting out here doing nothing but trying our best to become one with everything that's when we are the healthiest we can possibly be so when i'm when i'm even grateful and still being separate from other things and just being grateful for them Mm. that is incredibly healthy that is so healthy but it's Mm. not as healthy as when i'm one with those things right and so like one of the coolest things man that my favorite practice period is to become nothing in nowhere at no time and this is a joe Dispenza practice yeah yeah i so, love that so so that you can become everything mm. Mm. and when you become nothing at nowhere at no time you merge with the unified field that underlies it all and you vibrate at the frequency of wholeness and um dude i i whenever i'm doing that man it's just uh i come out of it like there's this feeling you get inside where it's like i've just been healed you know dude that is oh it gives me chills honestly dude (laughs) it does it gives me chills because it's it's it it's amazing to know that that's the kind of that that's available to every single person on this earth right now it's available to everybody and especially i mean you and i are doing this interview this way this podcast this way because we're not supposed to be in the same space with one another (laughs) at this point in time and 
it's almost, you know, I think a lot of blessings have come out of all this stuff because people are getting out in nature and they're reconnecting. And it's almost like this whole time is, is slowing everybody down and giving everybody an opportunity to tap into that type of frequency because they're slowing Ooh. down. And uh, it's, 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 it's as crazy as all this stuff is, it's almost, it's beautiful to see that we are giving this time to, to, to take the moments and, and, and to get into a place of calm and vibration. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, let me ask you a question uh, about some, uh, it's, it's going to be a little bit different, but we're both, we're both fathers. And mm. I, to me, it's been something that, has been another part of my journey that is actually helping elevate that vibration and help maybe take a couple more of those stones out of the bowl that I wasn't mm. paying attention to because having my daughter is helping me realize that maybe some stones were in the bowl from a childhood from when I was a child to my father. So mm. what does it mean for you to be a dad and what was it like being a son growing up? Oh man. Whew. If you don't, yeah, mind, yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely don't. Um, I'll start with the f being a dad, man. It's, uh, it's without a doubt, um, the biggest learning lesson like of my life, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so incredible, man. Like I got two, two kids and then two, two step kids and, uh, I'm learning from all of them, man. But you know, like my, my two little ones, man, uh, they teach me how to just um like return to spirit in a way like i had i had all these kids out here yesterday man mm. you know i'm out in the woods we have 15 people living in our house right now so i think there's eight boys wow. um under the age of 13 and we were all out in the woods wow and uh their imagination um it's just what i want to be like man like uh we take I think as a society, we take life too serious. So my mm. kids are like the biggest reminder in my life to just like not be so rule oriented, just like be free. And, uh, and dude, I, 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 I learned more from them than anybody else, you know? Mm. Um, and then on top of that, it's, it's one of those things that, that innately pushes you in a way because it's like, all right, you have these kids looking up to you and you want to be the best you can be mm. so you just do things like for me at least it's been it's been uh like almost it feeds me to try to be the best person i can possibly be because i'm like dude i gotta raise this tribe to the highest quality possible and, and that means that the only way i really can do that is being the best version of myself and so mm. i spend a lot of time around them you know, doing heart coherence, just trying to radiate that out. Um, Almost to show that that's something that is okay, right? Yeah, my son's too, man, and, and he does downward dog. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and when I, when I do heart coherence, I'll come mm. around me and, I love and stuff that. like that. And, uh, you know, like, dude, just seeing him out in the woods, it's, it's fantastic. So I, I learned so much, man, from my family it's it's hard to it's hard to explain man mm. um but it's it's the thing i'm most grateful for you know when i go into my heart glance meditation it's always the first thing i think about oh yeah dude my daughter is always the one every time every time yeah i know it doesn't mean to sound i don't mean it to sound cliche but it shouldn't be cliche it's just the love i have for my my daughter teaches me a love that i think i you forget as you get older 
she yeah you know yeah not dude and i know that like that's something that i like you and i are so similar man i know that love you have for her is the same love i have for my sons you know totally totally man your your wife posted something of you you playing the guitar yeah and, uh, yeah I, dude it just lit me up because i'm like dude we're, that's it that's what it's all about man above Thank everything you. else that mm. moment is like what we're supposed to create, man. It, mm. We don't have to be millionaires, dude. We don't have to solve really anything. We just have to like in each moment be the best we can be, dude. And that, I think for you and I, man, a lot of that starts with family, you know? Totally, man. I think you are 100% right. You just said something so, so like spot on, man. You don't have to be millionaires to be something for your child that allows them to maybe one day be that type of success because you show to be able to, when you're, when you can show your children that you can find joy in simple moments. I think in today's day and age, that's especially difficult for kids to find joy in simple moments because we've created so many awesome things in technology and, and just in life that are so spectacular that it's hard to find a moment like sitting down in the woods with their loved one and having a deep conversation as something that is like the most spectacular thing that's ever happened in your life. It's, it's almost hard for people as at, a, at an older age nowadays, I think to find joy in that. Whereas I see children, they, they know that, like just that moment with her sitting out there and playing guitar, like she took up and she just had fun. She danced. She didn't think about anything. Uh, something about that, that vulnerability as a child and that ability to just be free. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's beautiful. I don't yeah, uh, dude, no, 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 man. Uh, it just made me think of a song by Trevi. There's no need to explain these things. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> it's hard to, we were late just to arrive as the sun crossed through the sky. We've got to be free. So it's just like, we've got to be free, man. And, uh, we do. You know, man. you know, I, I, I know like there is a lot going on, man, in the world today and I don't really love getting into it too much, but I will say, man, I will say that I did have a dream and I've had this dream many times that like there is going to be some sort of evolutionary process where we have to evolve into a higher state of being to survive. And whether, whether that's like, maybe because we have elevated emotions, we have a better immune system. I don't know exactly what it's going to be, man. But like, if you see what's going on in the world right now, it's actually hopeful, man. Like I have never seen so many people outside getting their roots in the earth. And, um, totally. Dude. I think, I think this I think this is the first step of what we need to evolve, man. And it sucks. Like, yeah, people are, are dying and stuff, man. And uh, I hate that. And there is a Me fear to it that's realistic. But at the same time, there is a lot of hope that's coming from it, man. Like, I do think that, like, you know, from a chakra standpoint, the first chakra mm. is the root chakra, where you have to have your roots in the earth to be healthy. And so, like, all right, now people are getting their roots in the earth. Now oh, we're going to treat... Now we're going to treat the earth the way it's deserved to be treated. We're going to get back to our center and mm. then we can maybe evolve into the heart a bit, you know? Damn. Yes. Holy crap. Mm. 
Yes. <laughs> totally agree with that, dude. Because it's like the amount of people who are going out and using this time to go out in the woods has been mm. something. I, I ride mountain bikes and I've been out on mine a lot since I've been able to be home. And dude, the woods I go in on a regular basis, I've never in my life seen more than maybe 10 people 20 at max in the woods i've now seen groups groups of 10 and 20 people together as family and friends walking through the woods with their dogs and their children and no cell phones no one's just people are just talking and connecting and this what i think between what we've talked about in this whole interview and this whole podcast this whole whatever you want to call it thing is we have or we are talking about something that I think it's been hard for people. We've been fortunate enough to been and I say fortunate enough in a weird way, but we've been fortunate enough to have been handed a set of circumstances which made us go down that road of connecting back to our our roots and finding these things. And I think the whole world is getting that same type of thing that we went through on a micro level on a macro level right now. It's like Everybody has almost no choice at this point but to do some of these things. And it's exciting, like you said, and it's hopeful, like you said, even amongst the sadness. I, 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 am, I, I almost look at the people who are sacrificing themselves during this time or, be, or, or, have, or have that sickness during this time as you got to give thanks to those people for giving you the ability to now maybe re-experience yourself on a whole new level. You know, re-experience the world on a whole new level. Re-experience your family on a whole new level. Yeah, man. And I think um, we need to take it serious that, uh, you know, that, dude, it's not just like a one-time thing, man. The way we've been treating the earth is um, is not the way we should be. And and Mm -hmm. we have been living self-centeredly. We ha- it's, it's almost like that same exact scale of vibration. It's like when you're living on the selfish side of it, you're, you're not as healthy as when you're living on the whole side of it. Yeah, so coronavirus goes away, and do we start treating the world the same way, or are we going to change permanently? And Because and if we don't, man, we're going to see this again in many forms, and we'll probably see it again in many forms anyway, and but like I agree. our responsibility is – to change the way we're living collectively. And I think uh, that's what's so cool about like our group of friends that are coming together. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a place that anybody struggling, because a lot of this man, like, you know, it sends some people one way, it sends some people the other way. Like a lot of people I've also seen have gotten more fearful and that's okay. But like, we just have to hold the space, man. And some will come mm. and some will leave and whoever comes will be there. Mm. I agree. You know? So, well, dude, I think uh, I think we've covered a lot of awesome stuff in this, man. <laughs> I really do, and it's like you dropped some fire, and it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I real quick, because I don't want to, you know, t- make it go too long. Uh, maybe tell some people uh, some information about the meetups. So, if they're interested mm-hmm. in uh, connecting, especially because we're now doing it uh, via Zoom because of uh, our quarantine status. Tell some people how they can get connected, how they can become a part of the community, and yeah, some of that stuff. Yeah, so uh, I still do like the AA thing, man, and that's like one of the most special things to me in my life. But uh, as I was going through like AA and stuff like that, um, I was doing all the psychoanalysis and stuff, and 
you know, people were seeing my life changing and, and a lot of people said to me, like, you know, how do I, like, I'm not like, say my mom, for example, I'm not an alcoholic or an addict. How do I do that? You know, mm. and how do I have a place? How come only you who struggled so much get a place to go and have a fun time? <laughs> you know, so, uh, and simultaneously, Chris and I had been talking about like, let's build a tribe, let's build a place. And so we've been manifesting this for a while. And, and basically, we've created this group called Quantum Transcendence Healing with Heart, where it's open to anyone in the whole world who just has a desire to grow. So you just have to want to be a better version of yourself. You know, you just want to have to have to be a little better today than you were yesterday. And so we meet um, Sunday mornings uh, in person at 930. But because um, everything going on, we're now Zoom uh, at 930. And we also now are going to have a Wednesday night at 8 p.m. And the reason we're also having a Wednesday night meeting at 8 p.m. is because there's members of the HeartMath uh, Institute community that want to expand this meeting and touch that community. And, uh, wow. and we're also, yeah, yeah. So, so the Wednesday night meeting is going to be kind of a collaboration between me and members of uh, that group and Kristen and our group and all these different people from all over the world, man, coming together. And uh, Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's Beautiful. crazy. So we start the meeting with heart coherence, um, a b heart coherence breathing exercise where we come into harmony with ourselves, with each other, with the world. And then somebody new each week shares something that they think will promote growth in the group. Mm -hmm. That can be anything, whether it be yoga pose, breathing technique, a story, a poem, um, a meditation, uh, literally anything under the sun. And then we open it up for group discussion and then we close with another meditation. That's beautiful. And it is beautiful. I've experienced it many, many times. It's like literally the fav my, my favorite thing that I do every week. So <laughs> forward to it. yeah, it's awesome. So dude, uh, thank you for this, man. Thank I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you personally. And uh, I really thank you for being a, a, a light post, like you, you definitely been a beacon for me, man. Uh, it's like the universe dropped you into my life and was like, dude, this dude can show you some ways. So I opened up and I'm just so grateful for all the lessons that I continue to learn from you, man. And uh, I'm also super grateful for what you're doing for our community. I'm super grateful for what you're doing in life for your children because you're, 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 leading a new generation of, of, of kids to, to make a better world, man. So thank you. Yeah, for uh, yeah man. I, uh, I thank you so much too, man. And, and like, like I said, dude, the second that you came into my life, I knew <laughs> that like you and I were permanently brothers forever. <laughs> for real, dude. I didn't feel it was like palpable energy, man. And dude, the best thing in the world is when my mom texts me, she's like, that joke kid, I like him. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I do too, man. And, uh, uh, you know, so dude, let's just keep building, feeding mm. the energy. Let's, let's work together, man. Cause it's like, uh, you know, that quantum transcendence group, it's as much yours as it is mine. And like everything, man, I just like our tribe is now like we are shared in our missions of everything because mm. we're rooted in the same stuff. I agree. And as long as we stay rooted in that same stuff, 
we're like a forest growing together. You know what yeah. I mean? Dude, I give you my nutrients, you give whatever. Like we just keep whatever you need, man, you know, mm. and and just let's keep expanding the tribe and love and um whatever's you know, let's just heal. Whoever needs it, man. Like we don't need to suffer anymore. That's it. That's it. I believe it, man. <laughs> Dude, I love it. We're going to have to do this again because there's a million other questions I have to ask you. I also, I also want to get into like your whole field of what you do with the, your sciences and how you, talk, how you know about nature. Just, you, I just came up with a thousand questions and the one phrase, there are a couple of phrases you just said right there. So we're definitely going to have to do this again. Thank you so much, brother, for everything. <laughs> and uh, dude, till next time. Dude, I love you, man. I love you too, brother. <laughs> Enjoy this day. You too, man. I'll see you later, right. man. Take care. Right, Thank you. you. Love you too. Bye-bye. Hmm. Boom. Kyle Boyd. Thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate you coming on the show, man, and being the first guest of the Longer Life Podcast. Thank you, everybody out there, for taking the time out to listen again. Super appreciated. I'm so stoked to take this journey and grow and get better and have awesome people on the show. I got big plans for it. This is as much your podcast as it is mine. So I would love it if you guys could leave some comments. Uh, be nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, subscribe, share, do all that awesome stuff so that way the algorithm sees that this is an active podcast and it gets it out there into the universe. And the more people that start watching it, the better the guests I get on here and the better the information you get. Uh, that's the goal here is to help you grow and become the best version of yourself that you possibly can. So thank you all so much. Thank Anchor. The, uh, the uh, platform that I use to get this whole podcast distributed to everybody. So thank them for giving me the opportunity to do this. And uh, until next time, friends and family, Soul Tribe, make some shift happen in your life today. Peace. <laughs>